Hello, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Sharla. And if you're very confused why we're saying Season 1, Episode 1, it is because this is a slightly different take on the Disney Park Princess Podcast. We are switching from weekly podcasts to seasons. And even though we already had 150-something episodes that we've done previously, it, we couldn't figure out how to divide those into seasons, so we're just starting over. <laughs> so <laughs> if you are new here, welcome. Uh, if you are joining us and you've been waiting with bated breath for three months that we've been gone, uh, welcome back. We're so happy that you're back. We're so happy to be back. I missed you guys so much. I know it felt I weird know. at first not having something to do on Tuesdays and getting to talk to everybody. I know. I know. Well, well I'm very happy like to. It's the three of us that talk, but I feel like we still talk with everybody too, like because we get feedback and we do it on the Facebook group and stuff. So I've missed like everything. It's right. Yeah, yeah. I missed everything. Um, yeah. Although we have been in the Facebook group and we have been interacting with people. Yeah. You're right. So we haven't been gone completely. Um, we just haven't been doing podcasts. Um, so we're back and we started um, putting blogs up again. Heather wrote a great blog about uh, her top five secret tips to make the most of the Disney wish. And our fantastic Facebook group admin Kyle wrote an article about what rides he thinks really need Lightning Lane at Magic Kingdom. So you can go to DisneyParkPrincess.com and check out both of those. So normally the first segment of our podcast is the news. We're moving away from being so tied to the weekly news. Um, one of the reasons to do seasons, haha, that rhymed, um, <laughs> is it gives us more flexibility about when to record and when we post and more time for scheduled breaks, which is good for us personally. It's better for us professionally, and it just will help us to continue to creating content um, in a variety of ways for you, which is the goal. That's that's what we're trying to do here. So, um the first big change you'll notice is that we no longer have weekly news. We now are going to have hot takes. So we're going to talk about some of the recent news and our opinions on it. These are hot takes. <laughs> so <laughs> some of the things we're going to be for, some of the things we're going to be against, some of the things we're going to be divided on. Those are always the fun ones. <laughs> um, but we're not always going to talk about everything. Um, but we also want to know what you guys want to hear. So if there is a story or a topic or an update or a change that you want to know what we think about, the best way to do that is to tell us. You can either post something in our Facebook group or you can email us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com if there's something that we haven't discussed that you really want to know what we think about it. Because we are opinionated ladies <laughs> and we will happily share our opinions on just about anything. So. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it, guys. Um, the first thing that I mentioned, and Heather's face lit up, because <laughs> she had not heard about this, um, is there has been, well, there's been a lot going on over the last three months that we've been gone, but one of the big ones recently has been fights breaking out at Walt Disney World, like big fights, like big group, multi-arrest <laughs> Okay. I have okay. This made me so happy because I I've been very busy for the last three months. I haven't been in the country for most of it, so I know nothing about this, and I'm so excited to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so the, know anything either, and I want to hear what happened. And then I, of course, we probably all agree, but I want to hear what happened first. Okay, so two big ones, and and I don't know all the details, and I don't know anybody that was involved in them, and I don't, you know. Um, the first one was at the Magic Kingdom a couple of weeks ago, and it was in front of Peter Pan's flight, and it was like two large family groups <laughs> had some type of, but it was, I mean, there's video of it. Like, if you really, if you are a person like myself who enjoys a good bench-clearing brawl in a baseball game, like, I live, I live for the moment when, like, the, the dugout's clear and like it, there's a big scrum on the field. Yes, I'm secretly a violent person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it had that feel to it. Like the video of it. There's video of it all over the place online. But, I want to I mean, know what happened. Massive... Like what set somebody off that I'm just going to pound somebody else in the middle of the Magic Kingdom. Like what? I've been there. I've been cranky at the parks. It gets hot. It's humid. It's crowded, but not enough to punch somebody. Well, that's just it. And so. I was very torn because the sort of the 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 side of me that loves the the baseball brawls was like, yeah, fight, fight, fight. And then the part of me that loves Disney was like, no, but not at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> like, why are you ruining? 
ruining my happy place. Because <laughs> if you weren't involved in the fight, it must have been really upsetting. Like I imagine for other guests or little kids or, for you know, like that would have been a really upsetting thing. Because this was broad daylight. This was not like late at night. Like this was two o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. Like that is prime crankiness time because oh yeah no it's like 95 degrees 100 percent humidity somebody yeah. probably tried to cut in front of you in a ride and that was it. especially peter pan you cut in front of me and peter pan that might punch you too that's a long right ride. yeah <laughs> and then the other one was that was just like a couple of days ago um and was at the ticket and transportation center and there's like people in parking trams what? like from the trams screaming at each other okay like, here is like i feel like we all hibernated for two years and then we forgot how to interact in public and we forgot yes. what manners are like we're not yelling at our tv screens you can't just get mad at somebody for everything like oh gosh what is wrong with humanity well i so and that's actually what i it's funny that you say that because that's exactly what i took from it it's like i feel there has been such a loss of just civility <laughs> and common sense in people's interactions with the public recently. I see it every time I go out on to drive anywhere. People are running red lights. People are screaming. People are like, people are angry and frustrated and they have this sort of like pent up. I don't even know what it is. And, but I really hate to see it spilling over to someplace like Disney. Like if this had happened at Six Flags, I'd have been like, oh yeah, that, that, that checks that's out. Why, that's why we don't have <laughs> Six Flags. Right. I just, I mean, people were always annoying, right? Like people did these annoying things at the Magic Kingdom before. Why now are we just getting into fights like it's okay and it's no big deal? Like this is just how you behave as an adult. You beat up somebody. Right. Well, I, look, I will tell you this right now. If either of you get involved in a fight at Walt Disney World or any trip we are on, I am backing away because I'm not getting banned. You guys can get banned. No, I'm it not. is your job as one of my best friends to nope. be right there with me. Uh -uh. That I'm is not what getting banned are for. These parks. You can get ba you can get yourself banned. I'm not People getting did get banned. banned. Yeah, at yeah. least one person got Absolutely permanently banned. banned. Now, I I'm I've never been knock on wood. I've never been in a physical fight in my entire life. I, I'm not. That's not happening. It's <laughs> just not. I'm happening. just saying. I'm backing away. I'll be on your side. Yeah, I'll be. With, I'll be with Charla. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might be cheering you on from a safe and respectful distance. Um, but <laughs> so yeah, I guess the moral of the story is we have learned that Sarah and Charla are not real friends. They are not ride <laughs> or die, and you cannot count on them when you need them the most. Take note, everybody. I mean, not when, yeah, I mean, not when it comes to getting me banned from my favorite Disney theme parks. No. no. <laughs> well, I'll be right there with you and I will start throwing down for you. Don't you worry. All right. Heather will be throwing hands and uh, Charlotte and I will be on the sidelines, but, but cheering, like cheering, supporting, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, we'll not be, really, but not yeah. throwing hands. Yeah. We'll be waiting for you back at the beach club, club level That's lounge, right. eating we'll, our we'll secret ice the club cream. Lounge and have your yeah. wine ready for you. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay, so fights at Walt Disney World. Like, Heather, I think you are on to something, though. I think it's the heat at Walt Disney World this year has been... Oh, it's been awful. Insane. And the rain, have you seen... Yeah, I didn't yes. get this on the list, but I should have. Have you seen the videos of the flooding? Yeah, it's crazy. It's Terrifying. I was... So I was just at Walt Disney World, and the heat was so bad, I thought that I was going to just, like, jump in the lake at Epcot. But there yeah. was rainstorms i was stuck in three of them one at walt disney world at um coronado springs and then two while i was visiting my family who live a half an hour away and one of the storms was so bad that it was actually shaking my mother's house wow. like it was i was like this is a scary one and just anybody outside is probably going to die right now oh. it's not it's not a pretty thunderstorm wow well i mean one of the best times i've ever had at walt disney world is when it's pouring down rain because yeah. the parks would clear out and all that stuff. And it's so fun. But I cannot imagine having to wade through knee-deep I was about water. to say, but if everything's flooded. No. <laughs> like they had to no. evacuate. They had to evacuate Pecos Bill because wow. the water was literally knee-deep in the restaurant. Well, is that an, an issue with weather? Or is that an issue with something going on in the theme parks? Because this is a fairly new, over the last couple of years, phenomenon that the flooding has been like that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. is something going on at the Magic Kingdom? Or and I, or um, I think I saw one at Animal Kingdom, too, one time. Yeah, probably. Yep. Um, well, Pecosville, if you recall, Pecosville was really low-lying. Like, you stepped down, down into, it. into yeah. it. Yeah. So I think it's just a design and not enough drainage and not enough, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure I they'll address that 
somehow. Yeah, I hope that they address the drainage because that's not that's not fun for anybody. Yeah, but this is the problem when you build <laughs> a park the way they built the park. In there's the stuff under, like there's the utilidors and everything underneath. So where do you go? Yeah, but not in Frontierland. I don't think the utilidors are in Frontierland, are they? Oh, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they're gonna have they to figure are? that out. But yeah, I, I saw some are. of the videos of flooding. I was like, oh mm-mm, no, I like I'm with Charla. I don't mind the rain at Walt Disney World. Everybody else leaves, and I get to you know go on <laughs> rides with less weights. That's fine by me. Um, but this, mm-mm, no, 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 thank you. Uh, all right. The other big change, and I have feelings about this one, are Genie Plus, which we've talked about in the past. If you're confused about what Genie Plus is, go back, listen to our episodes about it. Go to our website, DisneyParkPrincess.com. We have a bunch of tutorials on Genie Plus on there. Previously, you could purchase Genie Plus in advance. When you purchased your tickets, it was available as an an add-on, sort of like Park Hopper or Water Parks Plus. You could add Park Hopper. You could add Water Parks Plus. You could add Genie Plus. Not anymore. <laughs> Genie Plus is now only available for same day purchase. So 12.01 a.m. and after of the day you want to visit the park. Right. Um, and this goes into 2023, just so people know. Like this yep. is for the rest of 2022 and at this time still in 2023. Yes. So... I don't know. I feel like on one hand, okay, great. Like if I don't need it for Epcot, then I don't, I'm not forced to have it. I can pick and choose when I want it. But I, gosh, I feel like I've said this a million times. It's too much work to go to Walt Disney World now. Too much work. I am supposed to be on vacation. I don't want to be on my phone 24-7 trying to book these rides and lightning lanes and making my next one. It's too much work. So now I have to either stay up past midnight, which is not happening if you're me, or wake up before 7 a.m., purchase myself a Genie Plus, and then be ready to go at 7 a.m. to either get my first Lightning Lane or make my first Genie Plus selection. With Where am I relaxing yeah. at this point? Yeah. Well, so this happened on our trip in June. Mm-hmm. Um, we, because, we, because, I mean, full disclosure, I won the trip, so I did not have the opportunity to purchase. I could have at that time purchased Genie Plus ahead of time, but I didn't have that opportunity because we won the trip. So, that being said, for a couple of the days that I was there, I wanted Judy Plus. I didn't want it for all my days. So in that instance, it was good because I didn't need it for the day we had our VIP tour. I didn't need it on my last day, which I had park tickets for. Um, so that was good. The bad part is what they were just saying, that you have to either decide, am I going to stay up till midnight or am I going to technically risk it and wait until the next morning? Because the issue with waiting until the next morning is it could potentially sell out and they have no more genie plus yeah there are a limited number of right so but we decided again we're privileged we're fortunate that we get to go often i decided i wasn't gonna get up i wasn't gonna stay up till midnight and then get up at at 6 55 and do it and i am you know i'm not a morning person so getting up in the first place is a pain to me but on the days that we wanted it i just got up at seven purchased it and got our first um judy plus selection at that time um when i wanted the lightning lane um we i did that first i did that purchase my individual lightning lane for guardians of the galaxy very first thing before i did anything else so that's strategy that worked for me um you know your mileage may vary but Yeah, I mean, I've heard some people say that they're better off splitting up, like one person purchase the individual lightning lanes, the other one do the Genie Plus. I don't know, you know. Yeah. I I mean, because we only really wanted one lightning lane on that day, we wanted Guardians of the Galaxy. That was my sole focus. Yeah, you had a priority. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get it, and it wasn't until like 5 p.m., even though I got it at 7.02 or something. Right. And that's my objection to it is like Heather said, I don't want to stay up until midnight. I am not a stay up until midnight kind of girl. And I don't mind being up at seven. So like between the three of us, two of us don't want to stay up late and the other one doesn't want to get up early. So (laughs) in general, this just, it just just doesn't work for us. And it just, it just makes it, I feel like it makes it harder. Yeah. Like I, I almost wish they hadn't made it available at 1201. Like, 
just make it available at like like, like even everything the playing at seven. field. Yeah. Just make it available at seven. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the case with the um with the people with annual passes too. That it's the same thing. They would have to do it at twelve oh one or at mm -hmm. you know right before seven. And so I do like it that they even the playing field for annual passes are people you know who already had yeah. tickets like I did and things like that. So that's good about it that they yeah. that they changed it. But yeah. it's not. I mean, rumor, ha rumor, 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 rumor has it that they are probably tweaking the system. But again, this has been two months since they've announced this and they have not tweaked the system yet. So right. yeah, it became effective, I think, June 8th. We're recording yeah, this on June 8th, yeah. July 26th. So yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. we'll see. Uh, all right. Up next, Disney Cruise Line announced the fall 2023 itineraries. Woohoo! Um, except, huh. Where's the Disney Wonder? <laughs> it's yeah. missing. The Disney Wonder is missing from the announcements. We know, you know, that the Dream is moving to Miami. We know that. Um, and I've, and New York. And New York. Yep. So, mm -hmm. and yes, instead of the magic sailing out of um, New York and Miami, it'll now be the Dream sailing out of New York and Miami. Um, obviously, the Wish is staying in Port Canaveral. I've lost track of where the magic is going. The magic is coming out here to San Diego. To the West um, Coast. That's right. Because okay, so the magic without the, the wonder, Coast. only the magic can fit through the canal. So the magic will be doing um, the uh, Mexico yeah. and all, yeah. all of that. Those types the Baja of and all that stuff. Okay. Which leaves us with the wonder. Now we know that the wonder will be in Alaska for the summer of 2023. But then what happens? And where are they going to put it? I'm where it's going. Um... I have two schools of thought. One, mm -hmm. one is dry dock for refurb, um, maybe to put um, a slide on the side like the Magic has, or maybe some of the uh, some upgrades, stateroom upgrades, and things like that. And my other one is maybe she's going to Asia. I, hope I think so. I think it's a combination of both. I think they, that they will do a dry dock in anticipation of sort of upgrading her for the Asian market. Mm. A lot of people think Australia. Australia is the the popular rumor that I have seen online. I don't think so. I don't know why. I just I, don't have a good gut instinct about that. I think more Asia. It I makes, think well, think how it. smart it would be to have them in Asia. Like yeah, I would love to have them in Australia too. But you can do a cruise around Japan and China. You know, a two week cruise or a ten night cruise, and and now everybody can hit Shanghai Disneyland, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Tokyo Disneyland. Right. That's what I was exactly. That's what that's I think. Exactly what I was about to say. Asia yeah. makes more sense than Australia. Yeah, given that they have theme parks in mm -hmm. Asia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think. Australia also makes sense because that is a huge pop popular cruise destination. Yeah. I mean, not only for it's us here market. in the U.S., but like there's a lot of Australians that love Disney. I have so many Australian clients that come out here and visit the Disney parks. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Australia is a bucket list destination for so many people that, oh, well, why don't I go see it with Disney? Yeah. You know, um, so I think that also makes sense. But to start, maybe it would be. Yeah. Until they get 20 ships, it's, you know, like they're right. going to have to choose. And, right. you know, Australia is a big market, but they've got a really, so does, so does Asia, but they've got a really good Adventures by Disney in Australia tour that I think would be better than doing a cruise because you get to go more inland. Well, but I think there's a difference but, between people who want to go to Australia to visit Australia and Australians who want to take a Disney cruise. That's true. Those yeah, are two true. different markets. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And in theory, they could really do both, depending mm -hmm. on how well it does after the first season. Because don't forget, Australia is in a different hemisphere. So while they're having their winter, it's going to be summer up in Asia. And then when they need to move that ship out of Asia, they can just as easily bring it to Australia and do their summer slash yeah. our winter. Right. Because yeah. our fall 2023 is their spring, spring. <laughs> 2023. Right. So. And I mean, part of me would hate to see the wonder so far away because I love that ship. And I mean, you know, maybe, Hey, bucket list, I can, I can go over there, but, um, Disney just needs so many more ships if they're going to yeah. be a, they're working on it. I know, but, but even like with nine ships that they're going to have in the next two or three years, it's not, it doesn't compare with 
all the other cruise lines that have 20, 30 ships. Well, no, but at the same time, they've been so small for so long. And yeah. all they've really been doing is the Caribbean and, right. and Bahamas occasionally with, you know, summers in the Mediterranean, that why not branch out? Even if you only have the one ship there for now and it's only a few months out of the year, like you, they need to offer destinations to keep people like me coming back. Like yeah. I loved my time on the Wish. I don't need to go back on it because it's not taking me to anywhere new. You know what I mean? Like now it's a different clientele for the people who just love to cruise and want to be on a ship and they don't care about the destination. But for me, I care about where I'm going. I want to go see a new place. So I don't need to go to the Bahamas 15 more times. They yeah. need, you know, yeah. they need to start moving these that. ships around. And yeah. I, I mean, when I cruise in the Caribbean, I cruise for the ship. I don't care about going right. to the Caribbean anymore. And um, when I cruised in Europe, I would Disney, but I felt like I wanted to see more of Europe than mm -hmm. just um, what the cruise could could do too. So it's a great way to see a whole lot of places. It really is. But yeah, you're not cruising for the ship when you're cruising in Europe. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see. Yep. You know, stay tuned. I'm sure they'll make an announcement at some point. Um, okay, so that does it for hot takes. Coming up, Heather has just gotten back from her cruise on the Disney Wish. She was on a preview cruise and has all kinds of so much information that we're this is this is going to be a multi-part series. <laughs> so first up, we're going to be talking about all of the staterooms on the Disney Wish, from the suites down to the inside staterooms, and she has all of the scoop for us. So stay tuned. All right, Heather. It's time. <laughs> I mean, this is the big Disney news, isn't it? Like, this is the thing everybody's this is really talking about. all we've about, been talking so. about, I feel like, for months. <laughs> for years. I'm so excited this ship is finally here. And let me just say, absolutely gorgeous. As gorgeous as we thought she would be, the pictures don't do her justice. Like, she's really stunning. Um, but I'm going to start by saying I was on a preview cruise. So I sailed on her before the maiden voyage. Um so what that means is that they're they're using us basically as like testers, you know, like we're the guinea pigs here. Um, so there were some things that weren't working. Like I didn't get to see all of the shows that everyone will see, you know, going forward. Um, they were still testing out menus. Um, you know, they were still working out the elevator situation because the elevators are very unique on this ship. So a lot of the things that I might think negatively upon is just because they haven't worked out the kinks yet so yeah. just going forward keep that in mind okay all right so let's start with let's start at the i don't want to say bottom because that's let's not quite start at the very, the very beginning. beginning okay um let's start with inside staterooms because there is a big difference uh, there there aren't like a ton of differences between like Ocean View and Veranda and things like that. But I know there was one really significant difference in the inside staterooms on the Disney Wish. Yeah, and the reason I wanted to talk about this as opposed to just the suites is because it is a glaring difference. Um, and this is going to dictate my recommendations for my clients going forward, is that the, the inside staterooms are only standard rooms on this ship. On the other four, there are standard inside staterooms and deluxe inside staterooms. And the main differences are the deluxe rooms have that split bath that we all love. Um, so, you know, there's the bathroom with the sink and the toilet, and then there's the bathroom with the sink and the shower tub. In um, On the Wish, standard inside staterooms only have the one bathroom. So that severely limits how many people can be getting ready at one time. So I personally, I don't think that it's worth it to book the inside stateroom. I know, I know they're the cheapest and it just gets you on the ship. But they're really small and they're really dark. And without that extra space, I just feel like you should try to save up and go to the, the ocean view. It's just going to be a more pleasant experience. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk about um, sort of the, in general, like the decor of the staterooms as opposed to on the older ships. So this is like, this is my kind of ship. Like I love the decor on the other ships. I think they're very, very good looking and I, very classic and I do love them. Um, but on the Wish, they're just brighter. Everything's mm -hmm. more airy. So there's a lot more white. There is still the Navy, um, but there's less wood paneling. Everything is just a little more 
I don't want to say girly, but it's lighter, it's airier, it's a little more princessy, which I yeah. think speaks to me. So there's white, blue, and gold. And that's basically the theme around the ship. All of the areas are white, blue, and gold, sometimes a little bit of purple thrown in. So to me, it makes the the rooms feel more open. Um, but each floor has a different theme, I suppose you would say. Mm -hmm. It's dedicated to a different princess. I saw Ariel, Cinderella, Rapunzel, and um, Tiana. Uh, so I was in an Ariel room and all the rooms are exactly the same. It just comes down to artwork. So you have these beautiful murals behind the bed. Um, so in the Ariel room, it's of that pretty opening scene from the movie when all of the mer people are going to King Triton's castle oh. for, the, for the concert. And so you have like this beautiful underwater scene and there's the castle and like people swimming towards it. And it's, it's just really pretty. Um, I don't think it, unless you like you really care about one of those princesses it doesn't matter otherwise um which floor you have because you know to be people on. are going to be wanting to book like specific princess yeah. rooms right like you know that's already yes, happening <laughs> of course but really all that it means is there's a different mural behind the bed and a different piece of artwork over the pull down couch okay and then in the hallways you'll have a different carpet and a different chandelier in like in the hallway but okay. you know I don't think you need to go out of your way to say, I need Cinderella. Like, it's not going to make you sad if you love Cinderella, but you get Ariel. It's not that big of a difference. But, you know, to each their okay. own. Are there any differences between, like, in the square footage of the rooms or in the layout of the rooms or? None whatsoever. The same. Everything okay. is exactly the same. But I will say, so I was in a, a veranda stateroom. Yeah, 5A. I was in a 5A. So a regular veranda stateroom. Um, and guess what? They have robes and slippers now. In all the staterooms? In all wow. the staterooms. I don't, I don't know about inside, but veranda on oh, up. That and is I was exciting. Like, you go, Disney Cruise Line. Finally figured it out. Um, so that was really nice. They have a ton of hooks. Um, there's a lot of different like plugs and HDMIs. And so everybody can try even around the ship. I know that this has nothing to do with staterooms, but like even at the bars and coffee bars, they're every under every bar, there's charging stations and sockets That's a great, like, oh, nice. everywhere. So but the fact that they've got those hooks, like you said, mm -hmm. extra hooks and a lot of charging in the stateroom, that's huge. Yeah, it's really, really nice what they've done with it. Um, the refrigerator is nice because instead of being like the college mini fridge, it's a drawer that pulls out and like you reach down into the refrigerator, oh, like okay. almost like, like a bottom freezer, but it's yeah. a fridge. Um, and the closet system, I love what they did because it has the two closets and in the middle is the shelves like the old ones have, but mm. there's drawers or doors, excuse me, that slide over it. And as you open the door to one closet, the light will flick on and then it'll automatically turn itself off. And so you can open and close any of the closets or shelves and like for easy access or to make it look pretty. So I thought that was really nice. nice. Oh, that's nice. Okay. okay, how about like the bathrooms? Um, exactly the same. Although I will say that the tub is a lot nicer. It's longer. Like you could almost like I can't you're not gonna be able to lay down and soak in it, but if you wanted to have a bath, like I certainly could sit and like get down up to maybe my shoulders in it. Like I'm not gonna be able to fully stretch out, but I'm gonna be submerged enough to be able to have a good bath. And it doesn't okay. round and do out. All state rooms have tubs. Um, I can't remember the inside staterooms, but okay. all of the other ones do. Yes. Okay. And now once upon a time there were, I think in the deluxe family staterooms, they had like the, like the, the round tub that sort of popped out. Do you know now if those are on the show? No more. Now there are, no more. These, they're just these really nice soaking tubs. Okay. Like yeah. Really we, nice. ha we had one of those little round tubs on the fantasy. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was definitely not as nice. I don't think. No, okay. these, these tubs were really nice. I really, like, the shower pressure was fantastic. Um, and, you know, you have, like, the the pumps on the wall of, like, the DCL. Okay, so no more, no more individual toiletries. It's No the, more individual, okay. um, which is fine for me because I hate that scent, but it would be terrible for Justin because that's his favorite thing on the planet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know. Um, I, I just I H2O thought, Plus products? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was really nice. I loved the bathrooms. 
I think the state, I mean, they're technically laid out the same, but there was just a few little details here and there that have been upgraded from the other ships, and it's really nice. Do the um, Ocean View staterooms still have the sit-in porthole? Um, yes and no. Um, they have the big porthole. I think the family state Ocean Views do. The Ocean View stateroom I toured was really big, by the way. Hold on, I'm pulling up my picture. Um, it was really, really big, um, almost like they could have fit in like another little table and chairs there. But the porthole is, I don't know, can you guys see it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it looks the same as the others. Okay, thank you. Um, but it is not a sit-in. There are no couches or like little pads in there and okay. it's very low to the ground. Like there's a okay. metal lip. So like you could sit in there, but it's not really comfortable. I got okay. it. All right, okay. so that is different because, you know, they do say that, that you have the sit-in porthole on those other ships. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but can you, hold on, I have to pull up my other Skype so I can see my thing, but can you see the um, the vanity there, the vanity mm -hmm. mirror, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how it's all like lined in, in nice? Yeah, nice this is not lights. helping our podcast listeners, but it is helping us. <laughs> we'll, post this, we'll post these photos in the Facebook group <laughs> if you want to see them, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just looked at the inside stateroom. Yes, it does have a tub. It does have a top inside staterooms too. Okay. Do they have, do the inside staterooms have the virtual portholes? No, no <gasps> virtual portholes on this ship. None Interesting. whatsoever. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder why that is. I don't, hmm. I didn't design it, so I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All right. So no virtual portholes. Um, I think, or, well, and also on this ship, there are more outside staterooms and specifically more verandas than on any other ship. And I think that's what they were really concentrating on. I think that mm -hmm. they realized that most of their clientele want the veranda um, yep. or an outside stateroom. And so that they were trying to limit the number of inside staterooms. Um, and I think that they just, again, pure speculation, I think that they just didn't put virtual portholes in because why spend the money on something when most people are going to be booking something else. And this yeah. also encourages you to book something else. Yeah. Well, and on other ships, I think they learned really quickly that um, the virtual portals maybe weren't such a great idea because what well, they, they became so popular that at many points, an inside stateroom was more expensive than an ocean view stateroom because also, of just the supply and demand. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And they were really hot too. Like in theory, I like I loved my inside my virtual porthole. I thought it was the cutest thing because you had your little friends that would come and pop by. Yeah, like, like it it was like, wave. It warmed up the stateroom so much. Like mm, the, those okay. video screens get hot. So that yeah. could be part of it too. Okay. I've seen that with the with virtual balconies on some other cruise ships. Uh their cruise lines have virtual balcony and it's yep. a huge like a full window and that is mm -hmm. hot. It is yeah. hot. It's a neat idea, but yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So now, so inside big difference, ocean view, you know, no window seat other than that, pretty much the same veranda, very similar. Um, let's talk about what we really all want to hear about the suites, the most important room. Like this is everybody starts saving your money because this is how we are all cruising from now on. Even if it's once every 10 <laughs> years, wish. this is how we are cruising. My goodness, I, they, what was our number one complaint with Disney Cruise Line besides Sweets. the Wi-Fi? Not enough suites. suites. They had no suite product. You can sit there and tell me that they had the two suites on board, but compared to the other cruise line, how pathetic were they? And now they have figured it out and they have bumped it up. I still think there are other lines with, nicer suites for less money however these are beautiful and I'm really really excited at what Disney Cruise Line did and I'm hoping that they're taking note on the newer ships that are still to come that are still being built that they do more of them because they're selling out like crazy even the funnel suite sells out like crazy yeah mm -hmm. so let's just start with the one bedroom um concierge suite which will kind of like start there and go on up um that they have themed to one to sleeping beauty and one to tangled and i got to tour the tangled one and they're really nice they're obviously a little bit bigger than a veranda a family veranda and you walk in and you have like a little um kitchenette area there's a wet bar and a dining table and then beyond that is like a little half wall partition where your sofa will be and your tv and beyond that would be your balcony and then off to the left is your uh bedroom beautiful bedroom but the bathroom 
is the nicest thing because it has an actual soaking tub. Like I can lay down in that and take a real bath and have, they're just so beautiful. They're all marble. Um, They like this white marble, they have upgraded amenities. So it's all Elemis um, bath products, um, facial products, body lotions, everything you can think of. Um, And over the tub is this beautiful, mosaic um so i toured the tangled suite and it's of rapunzel do like looking at the lights um it's just it's absolutely beautiful um and the bathroom is about three times the size of my bathroom at home um and like i said all white marble the tub is separate from the shower it's stunning so if you can if you're looking for a concierge room obviously they have the regular verandas and and things like that but if you're looking for a one-bedroom suite this is going to be the lead-in product but it's it's really pretty because they have the details in it you know the carpet is themed to tangled the mirror over the the kitchen table looks like the sun um they even have a little pascal hiding um hiding in like like the little shelf area when you first walk in, like it'd be a place like where you would put your keys. Like they oh, just took I that opportunity in this room. <laughs> so cute. It's like, they even have like little jewelry boxes that look like Rapunzel painted them. And like, they just cutest little details. Um, the room itself is not as spectacular as the, the Royal suites or the Fennel suite. You know, it's a little bit smaller, obviously, but the details that they have in it, like they just, it's so cute. They, they really plussed it up. Mm-hmm. Well, so t- t- talk to me about, um, like, what are the perks of staying in a suite? Okay, so you get, um, what is the word, expedited early boarding and disembarkation. Mm-hmm. You also, because you're a concierge level, you'll have access to the concierge team before you board so they can make all of your shore excursions and dining reservations and things like that for you so you don't have to do it yourself Um like I said, I'm not waking up at midnight, probably not staying up till 9 p.m. on the West Coast either to do it. So to have somebody <laughs> to do that for me is fantastic. And then you have access to the concierge lounge. Um, you also get reserved seating at the shows. But um, the concierge oh, lounge. That, is that new? Were they doing reserved seating on other shows? I don't think they ever have. I mean, uh-huh. I've never so that's seen new. Okay. Seen old concierge on Disney Cruise Line, but I don't think that's a, been a thing. Yeah, no, I don't it, it is on the thing. wish. At least that's what they told us. That's so, lovely. That's um, nice. That's really nice. Um, but the concierge lounge, my goodness, has this been upgraded from the other ships? It is now two levels. Um, wow. The top level is all outdoors. So you have your own sun deck. Um, there's a full bar out there. Uh, you have obviously waiters coming around, bringing you whatever it is your little heart desires. There's two hot tubs and a soaking tub out there and tons and tons of lounge chairs, both in the shade and out in the sun. So you have that whole back of the ship area. I want to say it's on deck 13 is the, um, the outdoor portion. And then you can enter the concierge lounge on deck 13 or 14. But if you're up on 13 and you decide you want to go to the other area, you can, you have a private staircase already inside the kind of like special roped off section, the keyed off section. Um, And downstairs is where all of your food service happens. So where all of the snacks and all the, whatever they have for you, but there's also a giant um, seating area in there, all inside wall-to-wall windows where you can just sit and watch um, the ship make its way. Um, it, it's stunning. It, it was absolutely beautiful. Like It was just, it was so much better than I've seen. I, normally on the other ships, it's just like this tiny little room. You know, it almost reminds me of the um, concierge areas for the Haven on NCL mm-hmm. or even okay. on some of the celebrity ships where they're mm-hmm. at the front of the ship and it's all like this big area with a tiny little buffet. That's what it looked like. It's almost like they took some field trips and nice. they were trying to pick and choose from other lines what the best things well, were. Well, we've been saying long enough that they need to learn from the other cruise lines how yeah. to treat concierge and sweet guests. So, you know, I, I, and I get Disney's perspective on this before, you know, they are a family line. They're here for people with children and not everybody's going to want bigger space and it's so expensive and blah, blah, blah. But you have people that do have money and that are traveling alone or, or however it may be. And they want the extra space and they want to be pampered and they don't yep. necessarily want to go and sit by the, the 
family pool all day. And so you need to have this high-end product and they yeah. finally delivered on it. Awesome. All right. So those are the one bedroom suites. What's the next step up? The next step up is going to be the two bedroom or two level two bedroom Royal suites. And there are only two on the wish. Um, mm -hmm. They're both themed after Sleeping Beauty. One is the Briar Rose and one is the Aurora. So I got to um, tour the Aurora. They're essentially the same. It's just different artwork and different sides of the ship. This is where we're spending our money, everybody. <laughs> so everybody <laughs> listen up. If you're out there and you're thinking, I want to go on the Wish and I want to be in one of those suites, forget about the Funnel Suite. Funnel Suite is great. It's cool. It, it, I'll get there. It's spectacular. But this is where we are spending our money. And it's for two reasons. It is the outdoor deck with the hot tub and it is the master bedroom bathroom. I'll live there. I'm moving into that bathroom. <laughs> I saw the pictures and I was like, yep, I, that's just where I would be the whole time. <laughs> I am moving in to that bathroom. You cannot kick me out. Nothing will get me to move. Um, but the these suites obviously have access to the concierge lounge and staff. Um, but there are two levels. There is a grand staircase. You walk into the kitchen area. Everything is marble. You have your, you know, your wall of windows. They're not floor to ceiling, but your wall of windows that will lead you out onto the balcony, which sort of wraps around the side of the ship. And you have an infinity hot tub out there, um, <laughs> which is gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and then you have your living room with your TV and this really beautiful, like stained glass um, Aurora briar rose uh, like panel on the wall so when the sun hits it it kind of like glows a little bit it's really pretty and then in on the side of the kitchen is the grand staircase and it's a spiral staircase also white marble stairs that take you up to the two bedrooms there's i want to say two and a half bathrooms in this um this suite and so there's the one room where you you know it would be the second bedroom and you walk through the walk-in closet to the bathroom on the other end, which I thought was really cool because you get like a fancy closet for your four-night cruise. Um, <laughs> let me, I'm just trying to see our bath products here. Pretty sure. So you have, I didn't take a picture of them here. Um, I'm sure it's the Elemis again. No, because they, they get more upgraded from there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the Royal, this, the two bedroom Royal suites and the funnel suite all have Bulgari bath products. Um, and I mean, like not just shampoo and conditioner and body lotion, but like face lotions and soaps and, and all these different like tonics and whatever. So it's super fancy. Um, but you go upstairs and there's that nice second bedroom. Anybody would be happy to have that second bedroom, but then you go into the master bedroom and they have the second bedroom, I should also say, has the TV that comes up out of the foot of the bed, which is fun. Um, the master bedroom doesn't have that. It's built into the wall. But the reason is because you have this gorgeous floor to ceiling window on the left side of the bed. So like you're basically waking up to the ocean every day with like oh. seating area. And it's just, it's so pretty. Like I, I want this to be my view. It's stunning. And then there's, of course, like a little vanity table and they have like little trinket dishes beside the bed that like you would put like your watch or your jewelry in and they're shaped like little crowns. So pretty, <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. Um, and they have like a, a floor to ceiling on the other wall of the the master bedroom is uh, this beautiful like watercolor mural of like the backgrounds of Sleeping Beauty. It's, it's stunning. But then you go from the master bedroom, you walk through a curved hallway that is your walk-in closet, all white, um, to this master bathroom and it's like the most amazing Disney wow factor. Like, you know, when you bring somebody to the magic kingdom for the first time and they turn the corner and they go, Oh my gosh, the castle. Like that's basically the experience you're going to get when you walk into this bathroom because it is wide open floor to ceiling windows, a giant soaking tub. It's not a claw foot tub cause it doesn't have the claw feet, but basically it looks like a claw foot tub. Um, double vanities on the side and this huge walk-in rain shower that lo like looks right out onto the ocean. And it's just like, it's probably the size of my house, this bathroom. <laughs> huge. Okay, it is I so stunning. I have questions though about the windows in the bathroom. Like, are they one way? <laughs> like... They no, they will fog over if you push a button. Um, okay. <laughs> so you, you can change them. Okay, I, awesome. I, I will say that the windows of the funnel suite, not one way and they do not fog over 
They might be in the future because that was a comment that everybody was making about the <laughs> <laughs> But the they just overlook the ocean, right? Or I guess if you're, well, if you're in, in port, port, if you're in port, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so pretty. She's showing us the yeah. pictures again. Podcast yeah. listeners, very sorry. This is a visual, but she'll post the photos in the Facebook yeah. group. But it's yeah. very pretty. This is the the tub is my new bed. But oh. you know what I love? Like they like they thought of everything. Like they have that little like shelf that lays over the tub with your oh the sponge. Do you guys use sponge gels with the like the, the like the scrubby sponge with the soap mm-hmm. built into it? They have yep. that for you and all Ooh. of the sweets. And like they have the little shelf laying there with your sponge gel and all of your other bath products that you'll need so you can soak in the bath and watch the ocean. You put your little book there or your iPad. Oh my God, like finally, Disney, this is you, everybody were saving up to book this suite. All right. There's only two of them on the ship and honestly worth every penny, worth every penny. And now can you still order room service from like Paulo and Enchante? That I don't know. Um, I didn't think to ask that and they didn't have room service on my cruise because again, it was a preview cruise. Preview cruise, okay. So I don't know the answer to that. All right, okay. Well, that's it. Show's over. No, just kidding. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The funnel suite is nice, but the funnel suite does not have that bathroom and it does not have the wraparound deck with the hot tub. Yeah. It has a whole host of fancy things too. And okay. and there's something to be said for saying I stayed in the ship's funnel because that is certainly a status thing. Yeah. But for my right, money, well, let's get I want that bathroom. Suite. Guys, I got to tour the funnel suite. It's stunning. Hold on, I'm just, I'm bringing up my picture so I know like how to describe this to you. So you walk in, it's a hidden entrance, right? Like you, everybody will walk right by this, this doorway and have like never think anything of it. You just think this is where the crew goes. So you have the super secret entrance into the funnel and you can walk up two flights of stairs or there is an elevator um, and you enter into the grand foyer because of course there's a grand foyer and you go down the foyer a little bit and you come into just this gorgeous open area. Um, We'll call it the living area because it's not quite a living room. It's a huge space and it's got the two story windows of the funnel. Um, So if you're imagining the outside of a Disney ship's funnel, you know that there's those windows there or what used to be like vents. Now they're windows and from this living area, it's basically a two-story living area. So it's open air, um, not open air because it's not outside, but like you can see upstairs and then from upstairs you can see downstairs. On the left, there's this gorgeous wet bar um, and they have all of this fancy glassware for you. And I mentioned the glassware because it was so beautiful. Like it was just all crystal, but then had like a hint of red running through the stem of the wine glass or a hint of blue. Like it was just, it was so, like it fits so well in the theme of this mm-hmm. room that something as simple as the glassware that you'll be using on your your cruise, if you even use it. You might not even open the little tiny cabinet that is housed in. Um, but they have the furniture arranged so that you're looking out over the ship. You'll look out onto the pool deck, specifically the kids splash area, the toys, uh, Toy Story splash area. Um, and it, it's just like, Again, whites and blues and golds and a little hint of pink. And it's so bright in there. And there's a full kitchen off to the left-hand side, but it's like a galley kitchen. So it's kind of hidden away and it doesn't take away from the views that you're having. So you almost have to like walk into a separate room and like there it opens up like the, the windows of the kitchen open up so you can be in the kitchen and speaking to somebody in the living room or you can mm-hmm. close it off. So if you maybe have like, I don't know if they do like a thing where a chef comes and cooks for you, they can be in there and not disturbing you. Um, and then off of the living room, there's a little tiny sitting area. It's very dark gray and cold and quiet in there. Not cold, but like um, like dim. It's almost like it would be a like a very small screening room because there's a TV in there. Um, really beautiful Sleeping Beauty artwork everywhere. And then there's a full bath off of that with a huge walk-in shower. Like, I, I don't even know how, it's got double vanities, a huge walk-in shower, like six people can go and shower at the same time <laughs> in this place. And then upstairs they have two master bedrooms, um, one on each side of the stairway um, with this stunning 
bathroom. I mean, it's not as pretty as the Royal Suite because there's no view, but you have another walk-in rainfall shower, another soaking tub. Um, everything's white and gray marble, double vanities, all the fancy amenities. And it's it's stunning. And then you have these huge walk-in um, uh, closets that are very dark and like cozy. But what I liked the most about the funnel suite besides the view is the kids' bedrooms because this can sleep up to four, six, this can sleep up to eight people, whereas the royal suites cannot. They can only go up to six. Um, the kids' bedroom is upstairs towards the back. So at the front of the, the suite is going to be the two master bedrooms, and then in the back is going to be the kids' bedrooms. It's got two bunk beds that are built into the wall, and they have, like, really pretty, like, constellation fiber optics in the ceiling, Aww. which I thought was so cute. Like, they can fall asleep to, you know, the starlight, but they have the kids have their own bathroom, and it's the prettiest bathroom. Like, nope child is going to appreciate this but it's all like oh, this wow. weird like ge it's white marble with oh, wow. geometric wall that's all tile i know the the picture is kind of fuzzy right now um but it's like it's just the detail and the level of quality that went into this suite it's going to be lost on most people like you're like this is for the ultra rich right like these are the people that are going to walk in here and just expect everything to look like this Everything's high finished. Everything is very fancy, very understated, almost like a little bit of a mid-century 60s vibe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm showing you guys. I know that they can't see it, but like this is what the main living area looks like with the two stories. Yep. So you can kind of see yeah, there's upstairs. Sort of like the, the light fixture and everything is sort of mid-century modern kind of. Yeah, it's just, it's a really well done space. You do not hear the ship's funnel from in there. Um I, I mean, it was stunning. The, the artwork in there, both Disney and non-Disney artwork, it's it's very subtly Disney. And this okay. has been my complaint with Disney World for a while where they're redoing all of these rooms and, oh gosh, it's like smack me in my face with Moana, right? Like, that's not this place. The, the, the funnel suite is just, you know, there's some Moana and Maui statues, um, the heart of Nefertiti, is that mm -hmm. the, the necklace that she wears? There's a sculpture of that. Um, you know, but there's Tafiti. no Tafiti. That's Tafiti. it. Tafiti. <laughs> yeah. Nefertiti is an Egyptian goddess, but yeah. or an Egyptian queen, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tafiti. But that, you know, it's, it's, we know that. what you meant. Everybody understands. You can put me in line. But so it's not in your face Disney. It's, you really got to know who, what you're looking at to realize it's Disney. And, you know, for people who are spending that much money, I don't think that they really want to be smacked in the face with characters everywhere so yeah. it's very elegant and very beautiful and you know we all laughed at the price like i certainly can't afford thirty thousand dollars for a, a four-night cruise but my goodness if i could it's it's yeah. beautiful now there is one significant potential downside to the funnel suite right? it has no outdoor space yeah so no no veranda no outdoor space at all so you do have the concierge area that has the outdoor space, um, yep. which is probably why they did that. Um, but no, you have no outdoor space, which is why I say we're all staying in the Royal Suite, because then you get That's your right. own deck with your own hot tub. But then at the same time, I don't think I'd mind spending all of my life at the concierge outdoor area where I have waiters <laughs> to bring me things too. So I think it comes down to one status. Do you need, do you want to be that person who can say they've stayed in the funnel suite because it's an exclusive view? There's only one on one ship right now, you know? Um, and then two, how many people do you have in your party? Because the funnel suite sleeps more than the Royal suites. Yeah. And you could potentially book one of the, um, the what you call the balcony staterooms next to the royal suites i believe don't quote me on this but i believe i recall them saying that they can open up a door or they can open up the balcony and you can connect through the balcony like they do on the dream and fantasy there's okay. no traditional like door inside um right. but then you're still pay you're already paying you know however much money for the royal suite and then you have to book a second room um for extra people in there i don't know if that becomes worth it but yeah i don't yeah, know yeah. Okay. And that would be a second balcony concierge room, second, too. Second concierge yeah. room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. All right. So that does it for the staterooms on the Disney Wish. Like we said, this is going to be a continuing series. And we would like to know, what do you 
want to know about the Disney Wish. What questions do you have? We're going to be wrapping listener Q&As into these episodes. And if we get enough questions, we'll maybe just do an entire Q&A episode. So please email us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com with your questions about the Disney Wish. Um, we've gotten a couple already because we posted on our Facebook page that we were going to be doing this. Um, so we'll wrap those into future episodes. Um, but please let us know what your questions are so that if Heather doesn't know, maybe, you know, we can research and try to get those answers for you. Um, but it sounds like she got a lot done on one <laughs> short cruise. So. I was there for three nights and I looked at every single inch of that ship. So right. <laughs> I was like, I don't know when I'll be back on this. And I know I'm certainly never going in the funnel suite again. So right. I'm taking <laughs> this is your one shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that does it for episode one of season one of the newly revamped Disney Park Princess podcast. A uh, couple of things. Don't forget, we have a website. DisneyParkPrincess.com is our website. We have over a hundred and something blog posts over there, as well as all of our previous podcast episodes. If you want to hear them, of course, they're all available on Apple and uh, Stitcher and you know all of those uh, podcast apps as well. We do have a Patreon. Our current source of monetization right now is our Patreon page. That is how we are supporting this podcast. It is how we are paying for the bills for this podcast. Um, if we want to grow and continue to create content, which we very, very, very much do, we need to increase our monetization. None of us has ever made a, in all the years we've been doing this, none of us has made a dime <laughs> off of this. Um, so go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess if you would like to help support Um us <laughs> and this podcast. And if you would like to continue to see more, you can support at levels going from five up to 15, $20 a month, um, whatever you feel comfortable with. If you are a Patreon supporter, you also get bonus content. We will be doing, this is what we've been doing all along. We're going to continue to do bonus content for our Patreon supporters. It is just, we call it the Patreon extra. And it is when we get a little more personal. For example, this week, we're going to be talking about what the heck have we been doing for the last three months? Where have we been? <laughs> What's been going on? Um, Heather's got a new ring on her finger. What happened with that? You know, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So um, if you are interested and want to hear more about us personally, then that's where to listen. Um, you can even set it up so that it plays it automatically right after you listen to this podcast. Uh, there's a way to do that through Patreon as well. The other way that we monetize is through Amazon affiliate links on our website. Uh, we had Prime Days a couple of weeks ago, um, which was great. We didn't do much with it because we were still on our break, um, but every little bit helps. So if you shop on Amazon, if you go through our link, we get a small percentage of your total sale. Um, it doesn't just have to be the items that we promote on our website. There are certain items that we love and we recommend. So we do have an Amazon shop on our website. Um, and sometimes people think, oh, well, I don't want to buy that particular item, so I'm not going to. But even if you just go through our link, that helps us out. So that's another way that you can support us. Um, and that does it. Anything else, guys? No, I'm happy to be back. Yay. <laughs> Yay. We're back. We're so excited. Uh, all right. So that wraps it up for this episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to season one, episode one of the brand new Disney Park Princess podcast. We will be back next week. And um, I know you guys have missed this. Don't forget to wear your sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.